This is Christian Fellowship International, where we use God's love to groom the future today. Praise the Lord. I'd like everyone to stand to your feet wherever you are, please. Thank you. Wherever you are, just stand to your feet. Amen. Help somebody by your side stand up. I can see some people are 72 years old now. Help them stand up. Just stand wherever you are. Praise God. Amen. Um, Pastor Phil, thank you very much for the amazing work you are doing. Please help me appreciate Pastor Phil Zender and his team. Um, I'm specially indebted to them because I can see something great brewing, something amazing brewing. I especially appreciate your humility. You've not carried yourself like uh, a superstar, even though you are. And Pastor Phil doesn't go about with personal assistance and security running around the place. He just moves un uh, unassumingly, just like every other person. And I think it's a good example. Praise the Lord. I believe it's a good example because it is not what people think you are that you are. People can think of you in a certain way, but who you are is who you truly are. And when the lights are dim, when the smoke is no longer there, the big screen is off, the stage is no longer lightened up. The real you will emerge. Please make sure that you is the same that was on stage. So thank you for being exemplary. Thank you for being dedicated. Let me tell you something. CFI has earned the trust much more than before of the leadership of CGMI, the bishop, the coordinators, because of Pastor Phil Zender. People are more open to support. People are more open to, to partner because of Pastor Phil Zender. They trust him. They trust him. We trust him. Praise the Lord. We trust him. And at the global headquarters, the global office, every day he brings to bear, you know, the kind of respect he has brought to CFI is immense. People that used to say, at least not just young people, just we don't know what they are doing. They are now trying to identify with CFI because of the attitude of Pastor Phil and his team at the global office. They have realized that we can't do without these guys. Because every time we have challenges, they call them. They come in, they fix it, they put things together and they move on. This is not something you must take lightly because something big is coming. Praise the Lord. And we want to appreciate you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. I'll take, I've taken my first three minutes to acknowledge and appreciate you um, for making this possible. Praise the Lord. One thing we have committed, um, we have made our minds to do with the directive of the Archbishop and Bishop Ferbi Daosa, the head of cabinet, is to give 100% support to CFI every time you come to us. That's one thing we've made up our minds to do, to make sure CFI is fully integrated. Praise the Lord. So whatever it is that you need, don't hesitate. I mean, there will be pro procedures and protocols. Don't let that move you. When you submit your request, there will be procedures and protocols because we love to work with systems. But know this one thing, that we will always stand 100% with you to see that you achieve everything you want to achieve. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So CFI, I'm proud to identify with CFI every time. Very proud. Because this is a family like no other. This is a team like no other. 
while we were standing there, they asked me at the interview stand, they asked me what is responsible for the excellence in CFI. And I said, um, excellence is not a destination. Excellence is consistent improvement. And what I see in CFI is a competition. CFI does not compete against anybody else. CFI competes against CFI. That means last the last jam summit last year was great, but this one is greater. So the competition is consistent improvement. And that is the spirit of excellence. And you have the spirit of excellence. Praise the Lord. Um, Terry, amazing job. Amazing job. While the choir was singing, somebody whispered to me, say, if this is how church is, they will not force people to go to church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. Uh, Terry is humble and he's focused. He knows where he's going to. And do you see the way Harmony has been working with him closely? You would think Harmony would be angry, say, I'm supposed to be here, not you. But Harmony is also another man with the spirit of excellence. He's always willing to serve, sacrificially, selflessly. These are examples you must copy, you must learn from. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to appreciate all the leaders, the sector directors, the chapter presidents. I want to appreciate you for all the great work you are doing. Without you, we will not be here. Please, I want to beg you, please honor your leader, CFI. Honor them. Support them. Don't be unnecessarily critical. Stand by them. Make sure they succeed. One thing I want to also appeal to all of these leaders. You know, there's a bill they are trying to pass, a very stupid bill. They say, if you are trained in medical school or dental school... You must work for five years before you can leave the country. It's a very stupid bill. It cannot be enforced because it is illegal. It's not slave trade. And for people who paid their own school fees, I will use my money to pay my school fees, then you want to force me. No court will uphold that kind of illegality. But I want to pass my own bill. If you have led in CFI, at least you must pastor for five years before you go forward. <laughs> Don't waste this grace. Don't waste this capacity. Because there's so much... The training in this place is so immense. And so we don't want to waste it. You have to pastor. Pastor Sire is wasting time. Lift your hands to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God. The one that is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. According to the power that is at work within us. Lift your hands to him. Lift your hands to him everywhere. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands to him. And give him praise. Thank him for resurrection. Thank, thank him for life. Thank him for grace. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Your name is Yahweh. Miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. We magnify you, King of glory. We exalt you, Jesus. You are he that was and is and is to come, the Almighty. Your name is Yahweh. I want you to sing this song to him. Sing Your it to him. Forget about people standing by you and sing to him. Your name. Imagine that you are the only one in this auditorium and God is here with you. Your worship cannot be delegated. Your thanksgiving cannot be delegated. Nobody can worship him for you. Sing it to him. That's who you are.
Father, let the entrance of your word give light and understanding. Inspire someone to greater works. Call someone out to mighty things this morning. Heal, save, deliver, glorify Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Sit down for a moment. Thank you. Today I just want to briefly talk about, I, I want to just challenge you today. I, I know you've heard so many powerful words through this summit. From the first day Bishop spoke and then all of the other ministers, Pare and Bishop Wale, Reverend Osas, and everyone that ministered here, amazing ministers of God, praise the Lord. I know you've heard a lot of words, of um, a lot of powerful revelations, things you never knew before. But I'm not here to add to what you have heard, I'm here to challenge you to use what you have heard. There are three key people in every, and, and, and so you can give this message any title, but I, I will title it Deliberate Growth. Intentional growth. Praise the Lord. There are three key sets of people in every organization and every society. Number one are those who don't know what they want to do. If you are one of those, lift your hands. <laughs> don't worry, I can see your hands in my mind. There are those who don't know what they want to do. They're just seated. They, don't, they have no clue. They have no plans. They have no strategy. There's nothing. They're just seated and hoping that things will fall into place. Those are the people who aspire to become PAs to the big pastors. Their life's dream is to carry the pastor's Bible and be following him everywhere. And when they follow the pastors like that, they feel like they have arrived. That's their biggest dream in life. Listen to me, there's nothing wrong with following and serving ministers of God, but while you are doing that, also have a plan for your life. Somebody hearing me? Because one day, somebody has to also serve you. Somebody has to serve you also. So don't despise those who serve ministers, but that should, should not be your destination. That's my point. Do you hear me? That should not be your destination in life. So those people have no plan. They just stumble through life. And trust God. You, you ask them, what, what, do you, what are your plans? What do you want to become? They say, we are just trusting God. They have no plans. They have no ex nothing put together. They don't know what they would like to do. They don't know what they want to become. And I want to believe that those people are not here today. I want to believe those people are not here today. But if you stumbled into this service and you are someone who has not settled the plans for your life, then you need to fix it today. Tell somebody, fix it. You see, poverty is not the plan of God. One of the benefits of the cross is for you to be rich. That's why Jesus became poor, so that through his poverty, you and I can be rich. Somebody hearing me. Have you seen the scripture in Hebrews 12 2 that says, for the joy set before him, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, what did he do? Endured the cross. He went through, look at it, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Now listen to this. When he says that for the joy set before him, what was the joy set before him? Was he planning to become bigger than he was already? He was big enough. The Bible says without him was nothing made that was made. That means without dying, Jesus was already enough. He did not need to die to become anything. You know, some people imagine that when he died, God now promoted him. Come on, to where? He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He was already God enough. He was already at the height of Godship. The Bible says in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So 
when Jesus appears, all of God appears. Praise the Lord. So what joy was he looking forward to again? Was he looking to create another world? Praise the Lord. When the Bible says, therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. What, did, what does he want to do with the name? No, imagine it. What was he going to do with the name? <laughs> he was already healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons. What did he need the name for? Say, what is the lamb that was slain to receive glory, honor, power, to do what with it? To receive it, to do what? He was already glorious. He was already powerful. He was already almighty. What was he going to do with it? Listen to me. If you look at Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, do you have the passion translation? Put it up, you will see the joy that was set before him. Do you have the passion translation? TPT. I, I would have loved us to see this. great. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze unto Jesus who birthed faith with us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his. The joy that was set before him is you. You are the joy that was set before him. When he was going through the cross, when he was going through the pain, he was looking at you. The joy was you. The thinking, the knowledge that one day, Terry will stand to minister under the unction of the Holy Spirit. He said, I have to die. To think that one day, one of you will own the most important company in Nigeria, the most profitable business in this nation, Jesus said, I have to die. To think that you will break free from all bondage, he said, I have to die. He was excited when he was going to the cross because he saw you. You are the joy set before him. Come on, tell somebody I'm the joy that was set before him. It was my face he was looking at. Now imagine that he went through the cross. Come. What he was said, the joy set before him, that joy cannot be broke. Yes, sir. If he saw you broke, he would not be excited about the future. If he saw you beggarly, he would not be excited about the future. His excitement must mean that there's something big about you. Yes, sir. Something significant about you. Listen to me, people. We must move away from survival to success. And from success to significance. Survival is scrapping, scraping the ground to eat. That's not your day. You see, if you do not begin today, some people will end at the level of survival. Where you just succeed in paying your bills and you struggle. Labor. Sometimes it's not enough. You borrow and support. That's not your destination. If that was it, he wouldn't have been excited about the cross. When the Bible says he became poor, so that through his poverty you might be rich, his poverty, what Jesus called poor, is better than what people call rich these days. <laughs> because of where he was coming. You know, poverty is relative. There are people who feel they are rich. They say, I'm very rich. They carry themselves with their shoulders high, with shoulder pads, double. But they have nothing. When they meet some people, they know they are poor. They were struggling for his clothes. This poor man, Jesus, he became poor. People were struggling for his clothes. They cast lots to share his clothes in his poverty. His clothes were so expensive and valuable that they were casting lots for it. And that was called poverty. This was a man that when he needed to pay tax, they went to the sea, caught fish, brought out the coin from the mouth of the fish. How can that, that was poverty. That's what the Bible describes as poverty. So if you are thinking of wealth, don't think about being able to buy a car. You must think about being able to influence the world globally. You must think about being able to employ thousands of people. 
You must think about being able to create wealth. That's the joy set before him. He wasn't looking for mediocres. He wasn't looking to save people that cannot stand their own. He wasn't looking to raise people that would be dependent and calling out for help every now and then. He was looking for people that would stand out and represent who Christ is. Who Christ is, is does not end with your confession. Is somebody hearing me? It begins with your confession. But your confession and your reality must be one and the same. I am rich. It must show. Is somebody hearing me? So there are those who don't know. Thank you. There are those who don't know what they want to be. Today you have to settle that. Don't get excited in this place and at the end of it all you go back and continue the same way. You see, the second set of people are those who they know what they will want to be but they are doing nothing about it. They know what they want to be. They already have a plan in their head. Some of you already have it written down somewhere. I'm sure some of you have where you have written your vision, your plan. This is who I'm going to be in the next 10 years. But you are doing nothing about it. You see, number one person and number two person, they are the same. They are going nowhere. That you know what you want to become is not enough. It's what you do about it. I am a proponent of the balance of grace and faith. Because if you go on the side of grace without the balance of faith, you will you will tumble. If you go on the side of faith without the balance of grace, you will also tip over. Grace is what God does, what God has done. Faith is your response to grace. Faith is how you react to grace. So if, you, if, if grace comes and you do nothing, you will be nothing. No, somebody didn't hear me. Tell somebody what I said. If grace comes, you do nothing, you will be nothing. You must get up and say, I, I, I can't be here anymore. I can't take this situation anymore. I can't accept average. When the Bible says Christ has become to us the wisdom of God, you, Christ has become to you the wisdom of God and all your, your exams is E and F. How does that work? You see, Christianity is not abstract. It's not in the, don't, don't tell me that in the spirit I'm rich, but in the physical world I'm poor. Come out from that spirit and bring it out here. What good is wealth in the spirit if it cannot reflect in your everyday life? What good is wisdom in the spirit if it cannot translate to A and B's in your exams? So don't tell me, don't tell me. That I have the wisdom of God. I have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is not a mind of failure. The mind of Christ is not average. Don't tell me I'm better than some people. God doesn't want you to be better than some people. He wants you to be the best. He wants you to stand out. So please, when you leave this place, don't go on with all the excitement and talk big without doing anything. Put your money where your mouth is. Walk towards what you believe. Take bold steps in the direction of your faith. If you believe you have the mind of Christ, the wisdom of God, then go on and do something with it. Create something. Ask somebody, what's your product? If you don't have a product, that is the first path to poverty. I can teach you seven steps to poverty. <laughs> what's your product? What, what have you created? You say, but I'm still in school. That's when it begins. It begins in school. You create your product. Ask great people who started ministries. Most of them started in school. Ask great people who started great businesses. Most of them started in school. So this morning, my job is to challenge you. The power of the, the benefits of the cross. They are not abstract. You must bring them to bear in your physical experience. Praise the Lord. When Jesus died and he rose again, we've been told 
that he came out and they thought he was a gardener, right? When they saw him, they said, where have you taken my Lord? Where have you taken my, my Savior? Where have you taken my master? And she thought she was speaking to a gardener. If she thought she was speaking to a gardener, it meant Jesus rose up looking like a gardener. And I'm sure you know that he rose as a gardener because he wanted to turn the graveyard back into the garden of Eden. At the beginning, God started with a garden. And the devil, Adam, turned it into a graveyard. Death came by one man. But Jesus rose up as a gardener to turn the graveyard back into a garden. You see, the experience of Jesus was not just to give them spiritual things, but so that through that, they will influence the present world. He wants your influence to be seen. You see, we need people of influence. Church people, listen to me now. Not many people will tell you these things I'm telling you. We need people of influence. We don't just need to be relegated. If we don't have people of influence in a few years' time, we will not have a voice in this nation. We will not have a voice in this world. They will impose things on us and we will not be able to do anything. Think about, look at the characters around the cross. Pastor Sian, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. Two disciples of Jesus Christ. You, do you know they were disciples of Jesus Christ? They were disciples. Look at your scripture. They were disciples of Jesus, but they were not among the twelve. While the twelve were following Jesus everywhere, they were doing business and making money. But they were disciples of Jesus Christ. Listen, full-time ministry is good, but while you are doing full-time, make sure you have something on the other hand. Make sure you have something on the other hand. Because look at the difference. Look at the difference. Don't get me wrong. It's important to follow Jesus, but don't follow him like a foolish person. Follow him knowing that this man I'm following can make me great. You know, there are, you can, two people can follow the same person, and at the end of the day, one will be great, the other one will not. Gehazi and Elisha. <laughs> one was looking for crumbs. Anybody who came to see the master can find us something now. And that's how he ended. The other one was serving to learn the secrets of your anointing. How did you get here? I want a double portion of what you've got. Is it, is his desire was big and different. I want a double portion of your spirit. Think about them. When the, the, the time came, all Peter was denying Jesus. It was Peter that was following Jesus every day, every day, every day. Faith. Speaking faith. He drew his sword to cut somebody's ear. Today, for Jesus, we are lawyer. But when the time came, Peter denied him. Everybody ran away. Bible says Joseph of Arimathea went into the, 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 the king. Went to Herod and said, give me his body. People were running away. <laughs> the man had influence. And he was a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's who you should be. Don't cut people's ear and run away. <laughs> the man had influence. He went into the, the place they were running from. They said they were arrested. They come and arrest Joseph of Arimathea. And destroy the whole nation. He was a man of influence. He had money. He had a voice. He had the backing of people. So he went in boldly. He said, give me the body of Christ. And the king said, carry go. Take it. Because he had influence. Listen to me, people. You must aspire to be great so that you can have a voice. There are people that need to speak for Christ in the National House of Assemblies. House of Representatives, Senate. People who need to speak for Christ. People who need to speak for Christ in the presidency. In the state houses, there are people who need to speak for Christ. You must aspire to become great. Don't accept mediocrity. Average is not good for anyone. I've told you this before. My friend usually says, my friend pastor, okay. He said number two is first loser. Say second position is first loser. So you must always aspire to be the best. Don't console yourself that I came second. At least I tried. He said that's the first loser. That's why people cry in finals of every match. <laughs> they got to the finals. They beat them and they are crying even though they are second. 
Somebody has to be something in life. Are you hearing me? Say to yourself, I will be someone. I will have influence. I will take over my sphere of influence. When they mention engineering, my name should also be mentioned. When they mention medicine, I should be mentioned. When they mention wealth, I should be mentioned. When they mention millionaires, under 30, some of you should be mentioned. Some of you should be mentioned. So I want to challenge you. You see all these things you've heard. It's not so that you will go and be puffed up and be jumping everywhere. It's so that you sit down and be deliberate about the next steps of your life. The third set of people, and I believe those are the ones here today. Hallelujah. The third set of people are those who know what they want and they are working towards it. They are doing something about it. How many of you fall into this category? How many of you want to be in this category? That's where you should be. That's where you should be. You begin to take steps. You begin to take bold steps. Praise the Lord. You begin to take bold steps. Deliberate about what you are doing. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are already business owners? Stand, let me see you. Stand, if you are a business owner, stand. I mean real business or not spiritual one. <laughs> that means you have a product. You have a business. Put your hand on your head. I pray for you. You will never be small. The Lord will bless and prosper the works of your hands. In the name of Jesus Christ. Your business moves from strength to strength. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord will attract clients from east, west, north and south. To come to you, paying clients in the name of Jesus Christ. You may be seated. Hallelujah. He gave him a name that is above every other name. Because he wants you to have the power of attorney. It was for you to receive glory, honor, power. All for you. All for you. He was receiving it for you. He didn't need it. He was receiving it for you. Because he wanted us to stand out. He wanted us to be the best. He wanted us to stand in victory, in greatness. To break out of survival. And be successful. Success is where you begin to work in purpose. Where everything you need, the bills can be paid. Where you just have to dream it, you can do it. But that's not the best level. The best level is significance. When your life begins to matter. When you are the reason for the survival of somebody else. When your wealth translates to help for others. Tell someone I will be significant. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you want to go into full time ministry. Also have a business by your side. Have a source of income. Are you hearing me? Have a source of income. The best way to do ministry is by volunteering. That's the best, the sweetest way to do ministry is to do it and not be paid for it. The sweetest way. I did it so I know. You can't be offended. Because you will not be crying. The salary they paid me is not enough. They are not paying me at all. That is when I was pastoring. Praise the Lord. I said when I was because the, the rest place church has now... I've now handed over to Reverend William Sogoigbe as the senior pastor now. Praise the Lord. Clap now, clap, clap, clap. Be happy for him and be happy for me. And I wasn't on salary and that's good because I wasn't disappointed any day. The greatest thing that will frustrate you is to see that you are serving God and then your children cannot go to school. You will hate God suddenly. That's how some people, some, that's why you find a lot of pastors, their children don't want to be pastors. They don't want to marry pastors. They don't want to come close to pastors. In fact, some of them don't want to even go to church. Because they can't imagine that their parents were serving God so faithfully and couldn't even afford to put food on the table. I want to encourage you, please. Be deliberate about the next steps of your life. Praise the Lord. 
Please avoid time wasters. Avoid time wasters. Avoid time wasters. If you want to be a, in the third category, avoid time wasters. I'm sure you know that the unit of measurement of life is time. How do you measure volume? I expect people to be answering in chorus. How do you measure volume? I want somebody to answer this. It's an exam question now. Volume, volume. Cubic meter or cubic centimeter, correct. Not meter. How do you measure, measure length? Meters. How do you measure life? Time is how you measure life. Every time you waste is life wasted. So avoid time wasters. You know people who will engage you and keep you busy, but you are moving nowhere. Avoid time wasters. Put your life to good use because time is the measure of life. It all starts with excellent grades. If you want to succeed in life, start with excellent grades. You know, if you graduate with good grades, you put yourself ahead already, ahead of the curve. It's like a, a race. Can I, can I have four people just come from that end? Just come quickly. Four people come. Let me show you something. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Just rush forward. One more person. Yes, thank you. Just stand like you're about to run a race. Stand and face this way. Stand in a straight line. Next person by him. Next person by him. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Don't bother about your heels. You will win this race. Don't worry. We have rigged it already. <laughs> Praise God. Now when it's time before they say go, if you have a first class, you're already standing here. Before they say go, that's where you are standing. Because your grade will set you apart. Which give you See, these people will put in more effort to catch up with you. I've been involved in employment. The first thing you look at their degrees. The people with the best degrees will be singled out first. So don't, don't let people tell you, say, after all, Kani was third class. This person was this class. One in a million, they break through. But the people who have the best grades will first be picked. That's why you put your head down and study. Just for a few days, for a few, for a few months. Put your heads down and study. It's not too late. Even if you are in final year, try to at least push it a little bit. Push it a little bit. Are you hearing me? If you are a leader in CFI and you fail, we would disown you. Because we don't, we don't know who raised you. Lions don't give birth to goats. So you can't be a failure and be a CFI at the same time. It's not possible. Those two things don't go together. So you must put your heads down and study because see, she's already ahead of the curve because of grades. So the first step you take is graduate with good grades. Let the wisdom of God work for you. And when you pray in tongues, open the book and read, you will understand better. But after praying in tongues, you don't open the book. There's nothing for God to amplify in your mind. So you read like as if you have not prayed. But when you get in there, you will see the hand of God. Praise the Lord. So we want to see people graduating with first class all over the place. We want to have testimonies. See the kind of testimonies I love. And, and don't get me wrong. I appreciate that once I was blind, now I can see. But I prefer a blind man who has first class. The one with, with open eye, you are failing every day. You are no good to society. Those eyes are being wasted. Eyes are being wasted. So, you must put your heads down and study. You see those people that will distract you when it's time to study? <laughs> devil has been defeated, but those ones are the representation of the devil. That's where you say, get thee behind me, Satan. Get, get busy reading, studying. 
Don't get distracted unnecessarily. I want to see people coming out in Jam Summit to say, I got straight A's in all my courses. I want those kinds of testimonies. Say, after I came for last Jam Summit and I heard the word, I went back and began to study and I got straight A's all along. And I moved from 2-2 to 2-1. And now I'm on the, on the path to becoming a first class graduate. That's the kind of testimonies I want to be hearing. When they come to your chapter, when you are, when you are doing your, your graduation, we should gather and begin to celebrate how many first class. The CFI, throughout CFI, we got 200 first class. Those are things we should capture. When you are giving your report, capture some of those things. How many people graduated with great results? The first reason you went to school is to succeed. After that, CFI. Are you hearing me? How many of you are on the way? You are still heading towards first class. Raise your hand. Oh, a lot of hands. I'm not saying by faith now. I'm saying that your grades show that you will still graduate with first class. This is good. Please celebrate yourselves. This is good. What if she has some some experience? What if she has some experience? That means during holidays... She was volunteering. She was volunteering during holidays. So while others are watching, binging on Netflix, say, let's just go and watch movie and relax. Watching movie and relax is not for you. You are still broke. When you want to watch the movie, say, Pastor Phil, please, can you send me money for data? To watch film. Film is not for you. It's not time. Praise the Lord. It is difficult to preach the gospel if you are broke and a failure. If I'm not saved, it will be hard to save me. Because you come to me and say, Jesus can save you. Jesus can change your life. Jesus, I say like this, has he changed your life? You are telling me he wants to change my life. I need to see the change in your life so that I believe it is possible. I need to see the difference in your life so that I believe. That's what makes the difference. So imagine that she spent time volunteering during holidays. So she has decided initially that I want to, do you know what you want to be? Don't say, don't say, don't answer this question. Maybe she has decided that I want to be the most successful outfit designer in Nigeria. I want to be dressing up the celebrities. I want to be the one that dresses up the celebrities, the the big politicians. People who I can tell that this outfit that uh, Pastor Phil is wearing, I can tell them, just give me three million, I'll make it for you. And they just say, pay, how many? So she has made up her mind that that's what she wants to do. You don't wait till you graduate to do it. If you wait till you graduate, by the time you arrive, people would have filled that space. You will arrive late. So see what she will do when it's holiday time. She begins to volunteer where they are making clothes. She begins to volunteer. She says, you don't have to pay me. You see, greed is what will deprive you of some of the great things in life. Some people put money forward. They say, if you don't drop, nothing will happen. And they learn and gain nothing. By the time the money they gave you is finished, you know nothing. She volunteers and begins to learn from someone who knows what to do. Bishop Feb will always teach us, find someone who has done twice what you are trying to do once. So she goes to begin to volunteer there. Let me tell you something. Um, myself and um, uh, my business partner, um, some of you might know him, Pastor Ernest, a day boy, CFI. We decided to start an international business. And I traveled and I just came back. Most of the time when I traveled, what I was doing is I was volunteering in a shop where they are doing what we want to do. I'm director of administration. I went to volunteer. I was helping them to clean. I was helping them to set up. I was helping them to mix. I was helping them to 
bake dough and do all of those things. Because it was a, it's an international takeaway um, franchise we were acquiring. So I was making dough. I was, I have pictures. <laughs> because I cannot start a business that I know nothing about. My staff will be teaching me what to do. That's recipe to failure already. So, I had to volunteer. I spent two weeks working for them. Free of charge. They didn't pay me and the work was tedious. But I knew why I was there. I was learning. Building capacity. And then, when we were done, I started recruiting people. When I understood everything, I started recruiting people. One of them came to me. He's... Um, from somewhere in the Middle East, one of the staff, he, he came to me and said, don't worry, we'll, we'll explain to you how to do it. I said, no, you won't. I will explain to you how to do it. I'll tell you what to do. You won't tell me what to do. And he said, have you worked in this place before? I said, of course, I know what to do. So she volunteers and builds experience. Why do you think they say before they employ you, you people will be wondering, I just graduated. They said three years experience. They, they expect you to have sense. That your experience is not built after graduation. It is built while you are in school. Your experience is built when you are on holidays. Your experience is built by volunteering. And I thank God for all of those volunteering in fellowship. That counts. Are you hearing me? That counts. Some of you volunteering in the technical department, the music department. Put that on your CV. You have engineering experience. Put that on your CV. That's good experience. Some of you are administrators. You have led. You are good administrators. Put that on your CV. It's good experience. Some of you have excellent project management skills. You have planned program, Jam Summit and all of this. It doesn't come better than this. You have good experience. Put that on your CV. It's good to volunteer. And so she, she volunteers and that takes her some steps further. The race has not started. They are still in school, all of them. See where she is already. While you are in school with some people, there are others who are in school with you. See where they are. See where you are. You are saying that when I graduate, I will become great. See, some people have already become great. You are still in school. Waiting for one day. And then she begins to discover job opportunities. Look at job opportunities in the area where you want to function. Some of you want to be environmental professionals. Some of you want to be HSC professionals, right? Some of you want to be managing big projects all over the world. Go to LinkedIn. Look for those vacancies. Look at what they want. What are the qualifications they require for this job? You will see that it's not very many things. They may just say you must have a project management certificate. That may just be it. Then she goes to register. Are you seeing the trouble now? She goes to register for a certification course. And most of these certification programs, they don't rush you. You take your time. It's not, you, it's not a timeline. You must finish it in six months. No. Take your time. When you have the time, take your time. And then she becomes a certified project management professional. See where she has reached. You are still in school. And then graduation happens. They say, on your mark. First to get to that end. Set. Go. Everybody, go. You see how it works? That's the way it works. Don't worry. She knows what she wants to become. She's taking her time to get there. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate them. Hallelujah. I want to wrap this up by saying that you are called to greatness. You are not called to be average. There is no room for failure. There's no room for failure. My prayer for you is that you will stand out wherever you go in Jesus' name. Develop your minds through books. Read books, please. Expand your minds. Not only religious books. Read books so that you can think differently. One way to go around the world without traveling, without paying any flight ticket is to read books. Praise the Lord. It's to read books. There are opportunities out there. Be ready to take these opportunities. Develop skills by volunteering. Be ready to take these opportunities out there. Joseph 
and Nicodemus. We are not looking. We have Pauls and Peters all over the place. Today I came to raise Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. The Bible says after Joseph of Arimathea, and I'm stopping at this point, after Joseph came and took the body of Christ, Nicodemus stepped out and bought everything they needed to take care of it. He was a wealthy man and a disciple of Jesus Christ. He bought everything. He was following Jesus at night. Then by day, he was doing business. And then he bought everything, the spices, the linen garment, everything they needed. And they went and they buried Jesus and they had to do it quickly. There was a time lap, a time gap. Because if they did not bury him, it would get to Sabbath. And once it's the Sabbath, they would not be allowed to do the burial. So they had to complete that quickly. It, it needed people of influence. People with resources. It's not like, um, brethren, let's begin to contribute money to bury Jesus. Say, all the brethren from River State, how much can you contribute? Say, please, now, Lagos, you people should do something. Western, region, Western, please do something. Worry, where are you people? Hey, God forbid. I want to be the one that pays all the bills before people arrive. Are you hearing me? Somebody hearing me. I want to be the one that says that, don't worry, I'll take care of it. They told me of a pastor who was preaching and talking about the struggles. Church doesn't have this. People don't, we are suffering, we are struggling. A man sitting at the back sent a note to the pastor, say, pastor, preach, I'll pay the bills. So I came to hear the word, preach God's word, leave the bills, I'll pay. <laughs> the pastor looked at the note, dropped it, and said, turn your Bibles. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to be the one who solves problems. Not the one who is going around complaining about the problems in society. I want to have a voice. I want to be influential. I want to make decisions. I don't want to be where people make decisions and they tell me what to do. I want to be the one telling people what to do. And to be that person, you must be successful in life. To be that person, you must be influential. You must have a voice. And to get a voice is not how loud you can preach. You must have something in your bank account. You must have success written all over you. To have that voice, you must, you must have a position of authority that gives you the platform to speak. I see people that will influence nations in this place. I see people that, you building people to leadership with a global passion. Deeply rooted in Christ. I see some of you taking over spheres. I, your name, see, news must carry your name for good. CNN is not for decoration. People's names are being mentioned every day. One day they will talk about you and it will be for good. Your names will be on the front pages of newspapers. You have to succeed in life. They must identify you as the one who solved the major problem in society. The mind of Christ is not a foolish mind. Don't waste the treasures of the cross, the benefits of the cross, by ending up as an average person in life. God forbid. Don't be the one that will be in need all the days of your life. You can't pay the bills when your wife wants to give birth. God forbid. It starts now. We need multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires in the church. We need people who step up and say, I'll pay for, I'll pay for Megacon. How much is it? They said 150 million. They say only. That's when you become significant. When you are asking Pastor Phil, how much is the next jam summit? How much? How much? Not, not the, 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 somebody put something up and said, Jesus died for our sins. He left our, our bills and went and died for, paid for our sins. Said now our sins are making, I mean our bills are making us sin. He said Jesus died for sins and left our bills. Now the bills are making us sin. When he died for your sin, he also freed you to become successful. He also freed you to become influential. He freed you to become authoritative. He freed you to be in charge. Not to be at the bottom, scraping for survival. You will make it in life. You will stand out wherever you go. You will succeed in school. You will succeed even before graduation. Some of you will begin to make millions before you graduate. Because you see that business that you are looking at as a small thing. God will take it and amplify it. Make it big for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Don't graduate and be running around saying, no job, no job, no job. What did God give you the brain for? Create those jobs. No, I mean, life will be bad for me. I will be so frustrated that I will just die if I cannot employ people to work. Because that's one of my dreams. Every time I, I start a business, I want people to be working for me so that I know that because of my platform, some people have food to eat. Some people can pay their bills. It gives me satisfaction. Gives me satisfaction. I'm not looking for where to work. God forbid. I'm looking for who to employ with the right qualifications. Rise to your feet, everyone. Today we will take communion quickly. And today's communion is not to make you speak in tongues because you're already anointed. We are not taking this communion to remember that we are powerful. You are already powerful. The other day, Bishop was speaking and he made us pray for one another. And at the end, people came out with amazing testimonies. So you already have the power. You already have the anointing. You have everything you need. But as we take the communion, I want you to remember this. You are the joy that was set before him. You are the joy. He went through the cross so that you can succeed in life. So that you can be great in society. That's why he went to the cross. So that you can not only pay your bills, but you can take care of the body of Christ. Let me tell you this. Everybody look at me. Look at me. Let me tell you this. Look at me. What did Joseph, of, what was the reason for the wealth of Joseph and Nicodemus? They wanted to be able to care for the body of Christ. So they went and said, give me the body of Christ. And then they anointed the body of Christ. They clothed the body of Christ and made the body beautiful. And Joseph volunteered his tomb. You see how some people are so rich that in life they have prepared their grave. He carved the best tomb in the rock, carved out and designed for him. He said, I finished building everything I need in life. Let me build the one I need in death. But look at this. They wanted to take care of the body of Christ. Give the body of Christ a good place to rest. Good covering. The body of Christ. When you talk about the body of Christ, who is the body of Christ? The church is the body of Christ. So in the figure, what they were doing was taking responsibility for the church. Taking responsibility for the church. God doesn't want to raise CFIs that would depend on churches. God wants those that will take care of churches. People that will build churches. People that will take responsibility for the body of Christ. That's where we are headed. As we take this today, as we eat the body and we drink the blood, you remember, I can never be small in life. I can never be average in life. I can never be a beggar in this life. I can never be the one struggling to go and see important people. I should be the important person they are struggling to see. I will never be the one that is at the back struggling to, get, to find my voice heard, to make my voice heard. I want to be at the front. This is your prayer as we take this because this is what Jesus died for. This is the benefit of the cross. This is the benefit of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Please, there are many doctrines out there. I don't know if you've heard some people say communion is no longer in the New Testament. Have you heard that before? Did you hear that before? God forbid. The significance of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ is the core of the gospel. It's nothing else. This is the core of the gospel, what we preach. Jesus says, do it in remembrance of me. We remember that Jesus died. We remember that he paid the price for us so that we can be successful in life. So that we can stand out in life. There are those who are feeling like it's too late for me. I'm, I'm graduating almost already and my grades are already poor. I'm already at a disadvantage. No, you are not. Start today. Set the path and begin to move. Set the path and begin to move. And God will hold you by the hand.
and take you through the finish line in Jesus' name. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. The Bible says that when he had given thanks, I'll read from 23, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto ye, unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This too in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped saying this cup is the new testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. God called Abraham to leave everything and follow me. Abraham was so wealthy. Wealthier than nations. God called Isaac. Isaac was so rich that the Philistines chased him away. Say, you are more powerful than all of us in this nation. One man was richer than the whole country. They chased him away. They were afraid of him. God called Esau and Jacob. Esau lost the blessing to Jacob, right? Jacob got the blessing. But Esau was so wealthy that when Jacob came to offer him goods, he said, I have too much. I don't need any more. I have more than enough. I don't need any more. It is not your turn that God will call you and you'll be broke. Everyone he called, they were successful. And your turn will not be different. He has called us to succeed. He has called us to prosper. He has called us to influence our world. Are there people aspiring to be great politicians in this nation? As you take the bread and you drink the blood, say to yourself, I will succeed as a politician. You might start from, as, from being a counselor, but that's not the destination. You must be in a place where your voice will matter. Hey, I, I see the future of CGM just standing in front of me. Where we don't struggle for anything. Where we don't struggle. Where we compete to do the work of God. You know, some people steal from the house of God. Not this generation. Not this generation. This generation wants to add value to the house of God. That is why as we eat and drink today, my prayer, no one here will be small. No one will be small. No one will be small. No one will be small. He will bless you and make your name great. And then make you a blessing, make you significant. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus died. Jesus was buried. He rose again. The Bible says he was slain to receive that glory and honor. Not for himself, but for you. You are partakers of his divine nature. Oh, glory to God. How many of you plan to start global international business? As you eat, as you drink today, you insist on it. You pray that this is, this is it. This is who I want to be. This is who I want to be. This is who I want to be. I'm not looking for individual soul winners, somebody that will win one soul. I'm looking for a person that will win communities for Christ. Preaching the gospel is not cheap. You need equipment, you need vehicles, you need churches. Running churches is not cheap. Even if you want to be a pastor, the Lord will put resources in your hands in Jesus' name. Who wants to be a pastor? You want to pastor a church? You want to be a minister? Glory. I'm glad that I can see hands up. It's very important. Because at the end of the day, even if you work in the best company in the world, 
you must be a minister there. That's the purpose. You are not you are not employed to make money. You will make money, but you also make disciples. In the place of work, that becomes your platform. Hallelujah. Who wants to be the one that dresses celebrities, fashion designers? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As you eat today, tell God, this is who I am. I know what I want to be. I'm ready to begin to take the steps. I'm ready to volunteer. I'm ready to study. I'm ready to read books. I'm ready to take bold steps. When we anoint you today, when you anoint yourself, it's not because you are not anointed already. It's because we confirm that the anointing is upon me. It's a confirmation that I am anointed, that I am healed, that I am blessed. The anointing is used for consecration. So when they pour anointing oil on someone, they declare he's either a king or a priest. He has made us kings and priests. So when you anoint yourself today, you know who you are. A royal priesthood. A chosen nation, a holy nation, a chosen generation. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Father, as we eat, we eat life. We eat strength. Everyone that partakes of this communion today, I pray for wisdom. Wisdom to make wealth. Wisdom to make wealth. Wisdom to become influential in life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone that partakes of this communion, I pray that you will be a voice in your sphere of influence. The voice in your family. The voice in your community. The voice in your state. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord for dying. So that we can receive the glory, honor, power and might. So that we can receive the name that is above every other name. Because we are the joy that was set before you. Be glorified Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Let's share the communion. Thank you for listening. This is CFI 